Hey, hey, it's A. I'm B. And I'm C. And you're tuned into The Jizz Podcast. What's up? You're listening to the Gist Podcast. Welcome to season two, episode one. I'm B. I'm C. And I'm A. This episode is called Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself. My name is Ho. Oh, H to the O B. <laughs> All right. So this first segment is called Get to Know Your ABCs. Um, the question today is if you could only be quarantined with three items, which three would you pick? C, you're up. Um, I'm going to go with number one would be my Patron. My tequila helps me get through. Um, the second item would probably be my iPad because of Netflix and Hulu, of course. And then the third item would probably be Tracy's dog. (laughs) If you don't know what it is, go ahead and Google it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, okay. So this is B. I'm going to go next. Um, mine are pretty simple. I would need my phone. Um, <laughs> I would definitely need my laptop. Just so uh, on my laptop, I could do Netflix, Hulu, whatever. And I have to have uh, food, preferably wings. So that'll be my three. What a fat ass! I sure am. And what about it? Okay, um, this is A. I think I would go ahead and say that I would need my <laughs> my deep conditioner because these two people over here she deep conditions her <laughs> hair twice every 3 days twice a day actually I mean we are home we're quarantined you might as well invest in self care like why not just cuz y'all have dry ass hair doesn't mean bitch anything. your mama got dry hair I'm telling her I'm going to tell her I hope she hears this I she will wow. cuz she listens okay um no she doesn't but so <laughs> I, I would say probably hair products um I would also say my blender if it includes like fruit and stuff in it because i've been juicing and blending and making a lot of smoothies to kind of try and stay healthy during this quarantine um right after i eat my 15 piece wings and then i think i would say that i would also want um some type of electronic whether it's my ipad my phone my tv probably ipad or phone so i can call people but yeah that's what i would do all righty well um that's it for Get to Know Your ABCs. This next segment is called Catch Up Tomatoes. So what have you guys been up to since season one ended? Anyone want to volunteer first? Um, Since season one ended, I uh, <laughs> um, just, you know, been having fun, living life, enjoying people and, you know. Uh, from a distance. From a distance, yeah. Haven't really been doing much. Well, working from home, of course. I think that's really the difference for me. Uh, but I guess since season one ended, I got into a relationship, and that's been pretty swell. So yeah, swell. Mm-hmm. That's how you know she loves. She's the word like <laughs> swell. It's <laughs> like swell. Okay. Um, for me, I think. Um, well, like A said, I've been working from home. It's been a really weird um, transition going from being like super busy every day to having so much time on my hands, especially since my job kind of depends on um, a little bit on human contact. So once we 
started working from home, it was like the first few weeks I actually had work and then it'd be like every few weeks I'd have something to do. So I've just had time on my hands. Um, but I've gotten a chance to bond a little bit more with my family. Right. Um, I've really gotten a chance to like be a little more consistent with my Bible plans. Um, shout out to Kevin Glenn who does like five Bible plans a day. Ten. I'm still trying to catch up to him, but, um, anywho, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I know a lot of people have been like, oh, make sure you learn a new skill. Make sure you do da, 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 da. I kind of have been doing that, but I, I haven't been like forcing it. Um, I've been trying to learn how to code SQL. Anyone who's into coding, this um, girl be up at four in the morning talking, talking about, about some. Oh, look at SQL! Like, okay, <laughs> girl, go to bed. <laughs> um, time is a social construct, guys. <laughs> so, see, what have you been up to? Um, I too have been working from home, which is a little weird. Um, but you know, you got to make the transition. Um, also been very consistent lately with my Bible plan, so I'm pretty proud of myself with that. I have spent a lot of time with my family, and, um, I've lost a good amount of weight. Uh, yes, I she has. lost, like, 15, 16 pounds now, so. I have gained all, all of the weight that she's lost. So, yeah, I have really been, like, trying to work on my health and just kind of being happy with the way I look, which... Right now, I'm very happy with the way I look, but, you know, you can always improve. So that's what I've been up to since season one ended. Perfect. Well, um, we've gotten quite a bit of a response for season one. How has the response for to season one made you guys feel? Um, it's been it's made me feel pretty good because we've put a lot of time and effort into this. So to hear people say, like, oh, my God, this is good, so relatable, like, such good content. It makes me feel very, very good. Like, I'm really proud of us. Like, we're doing the damn Same. thing. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think going into this whole idea of making the Gist podcast, we were, I, I know for me, this is A, I was very um, adamant on having something that sets us apart from every other podcast, and I think that we've kind of found our niche, and I think that's why people are responding to it the way they are. So I really have been very happy I think it's been nothing but positive, um, you know, comments and reviews and all that. So, yeah, I've been very happy about our response to season one so far. Uh, I agree. I uh, pretty much don't have much to add to what, what they said, but I, I really am grateful that people gave the content a fair shot, and I think people genuinely enjoy the content, um, and that was our intention. So, yeah, we're really, really happy about that. Um, in our opinion, uh, the – the purpose of the GIST podcast, like A said, was to um, create content that was not really common, especially us being black women in America, us having a Nigerian background. We kind of navigate the world differently than other people. So we have multi layers to us and it, it, we don't really see a platform where all of that is um, discussed on one platform. So I think for us to be able to do that here was really cool. Um, do you guys have anything else to add for what you think the purpose of this podcast is? No, you. I think that's basically it, yeah. Um, so for season two, we're on season two now. What do you guys hope to accomplish this season? Well, for me, this is C. Um, I kind of just want to interact more with the listeners. Um, I would like to incorporate more like 
questionnaires. I want them to give us what they would want us to talk about just so that we can relate to them more. So that's really it for me. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of our viewers now uh, or listeners now, they feel like they're having a conversation with their friends. And that was the point of a podcast, I feel like. So I just want us to be able to interact more with them on social media and, you know, just kind of get a feel of what our the general public, you know, wants to hear on our podcast. And um, I also want to, of, of course, get more listeners. I think that's the biggest part of the podcast. And I think that's what I want to accomplish. I think ANC uh, pretty much said everything that needed to be said with that. We definitely love to expand and we would love to hear from you guys. So please, please, please interact with us. Use the gist podcast hashtag on Twitter um, to let us know what you think about different episodes or to introduce any ideas um, or share your stories. And if you have a story you want to share anonymously, feel free to DM us. So we, we really want to interact with you guys more for season two. Uh, so our next segment is called Quarantine Lessons. We just have a couple questions. So are there any lessons that you've learned during this lockdown? I learned that people are stupid. <laughs> um, you just you had it confirmed. No, yeah. I mean, I've been on... Well, let me ask if we're just in general, Americans are stupid. Yeah. Um, I knew America was dumb, but the quarantine really showed me how stupid they really are. Like countries have been on lockdown for multiple months and we couldn't even last six weeks. Like people are still out turning up, going to a hundred people kickback. Like just, you know, and then these people are going home to their newborns, their, their parents, their, parents, their, their grandparents. It's like, like, if you don't care about yourself, do you at least care about your family? And these people are like medical professionals yeah, that are I've going den- out. Dentists, nurses, doctors, like, even just going out, gallivanting. Like what's, what's the matter? And they're, they're talking to like, they're Snapchatting like, Oh, niggas is out. You are niggas. Exactly. Cause you're out as well. Exactly. Like, so, you know, it taught me that like, uh, it's just, I just really just don't understand. And then it also ta- taught me white people, white women are j- a different level of sick. Like they want to <laughs> feel oppressed them. so bad. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah. They like, call them Karens now. Oh, Karens. Like the things that they're complaining about, you can't go into a store without a mask. Oh my God, you're taking away my rights. My like, rights? Are you kidding yeah, me? No. Like That video was crazy. That is insane. Or you're like, if you can't, you only can do pickup at a restaurant and you're mad you can't sit down. So you go and cough on somebody. That's attempted murder and I'll kill you. Like, I just, yeah. I, it's I like just, when, because they're so used to having all the rights in the world, once one is taken away and not even because of their skin color, because of safety, they get so upset. Privileged. They just want to wild, wild out and yeah. And actually, somebody, I saw a tweet the other day, and I wish I could remember who twoted. Um, <laughs> uh, they were like, you know, a lot of white people confuse inconvenience with oppression. And I'm like, that is so true. Very true, actually. And it's just making me sick, actually. Like, it really makes me sick. So, I mean, at this point, I just feel like if people want to go out, let them. May the best immune system win. If you right. want to go out and you get sick, just don't get on Twitter saying, pray for my homeboy, pray for me, oh, so-and-so. That's your own business because I'm going to keep scrolling. I don't care. Like, you yeah. know what the disease is doing. You know how it's taking out people left and right, young and old. It does not matter your skin color. So if you want to go risk your life or risk your family's life, that's your own business. And, like, my thing is, like, people, it seems like people are just so, like, 
they can't live without like validation that like they're having like like a good life. Mm -hmm. The fact Mm -hmm. that, you know, okay, I have to like my thing is if I'm going to go out and disobey social distancing laws, I'm not going to put it on on Instagram. I'm not going to, you know, snap whatever, snap it or this and that. I'm going to do it in privacy because I'm doing something that's, you know, pretty stupid. But people want to post it and say, oh, I'm doing this and doing that. Like now people on the outside looking in are seeing your stupid moves. And now whenever we can open back up, I'm not going to be around you because you probably still got it. So, like, that's one thing that I've learned is that people, even friends that I have, you like they're they're just not they just don't have much sense when it comes to not having to be outside and show everyone that they're doing things. That's what I've learned. That's my thing. If you're going to be stupid, <laughs> like, do it quietly. Do, do it, it quietly. And then you're going to be mad when people call you stupid. Like, I mean, you're putting it on social media. We can see it. We, we're allowed to have an opinion. Exactly. So that's just what it is. And then these are the, some of these people are on Twitter saying, oh, y'all are dumb going outside, but then but on Instagram, you're in, you're in a club. So it's like, so which one is no, it? No, the one like, that was really funny to me is so many uh, people are like, yeah, I'm at a, uh, y'all, y'all wildin', y'all, y'all here at, uh, the grocery store every day, and then that weekend, they're to kick back with, like, 20 people, and they're like, oh, well, you know, I know everybody here, so it's cool, and it's like, it's not about you knowing them, it's about the fact that there's a crowd now, and it doesn't matter if you know all 20 people or not, like, do you know where, do you know where they've they have been? been, like, so crazy. One, one lesson I've learned, or one, th- it's not even a lesson, I had to bring it up, y'all are also stupid for falling for this circle scam like y'all really y'all really <laughs> let people turn tell you guys to 800 to, uh, come like, on I'm like, just like how many times does this have to happen we gotta do it's better. remixed it's every a pyramid scheme years. guys like, man and somebody there was one person who had uh tweeted um man <laughs> Man, y'all so scared. Y'all just want to go out and buy groceries when you could just turn it into eight hundred dollars. What? Yeah, how, what? I'm using <laughs> my money to buy I'm... a necessity, and you're telling me that I'm scared to make money. Like, oh, okay. Like, should I not be eating? But then this tur- that same person turns around and gets scammed. Exactly. How Honestly, I think it was a that was karma. I think it was the forex people who weren't making funds. They created the the blessing the pyramid, circle. the blessing circle. That's but what you it see was. And the nerve of you to call it blessing. <laughs> Leave God out of this. But you see what happens. When you when you do clownery, the, clownery the clown always, always comes, comes back to bite. To bite. Facts. Um, I've also learned that a lot of jobs can be done from home. Like, yes. I know my my job specifically. Um, I travel a lot, but like the thing with the companies that they would hate us to work from home. And now we're working from home and apparently productivity is up and all that. So I'm like, y'all really was bullshit and like y'all was just trying to save face because y'all spent all this money on a physical building and mm-hmm. y'all want us to come there when in, re- in reality we can just work from home. So that's something that I learned about this whole quarantine is that a lot of people just be winging it. They don't know what they're actually doing. I feel like it'd be more productive to, cause a lot of companies realistically are going to start trying to make you go back into the office whenever things get back to quote unquote normal. But I think it should be that's like, that's not going to be for a while though. It's, it's not, but well, I mean, at some point, um, yeah. I have a hard time believing that every, or most companies are going to be like, all right, y'all could just keep working from home. Yeah. But I think that it it should be a mostly work from home uh, thing. Like maybe you work from home Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and like Tuesday, Thursdays, you pop in the office to, you know, have any like 
certain meetings or you know there's certain things it's just better to do in person because it creates a good um, work-life balance for exactly you. And i think that when you're more balanced you're more productive exactly so i think that a lot of companies should consider that um hopefully they do we can only pray but that is a really good point um as for me um any lesson i've learned during this lockdown um one thing that i've really learned it's more personal um I've learned to focus on things that I can control. Um, I kind of have this tendency to, I'm a control freak when it applies to me, not necessarily with other people, but I have a tendency to obsess over things that don't go the way that I want them to go. But I've kind of realized like, like things can literally change in a second and you can't do shit about it but to like you know to control your reaction control what you do what you think but you can't do shit about the actual like situation that happened so I've kind of been oddly experiencing more internal happiness lately I've had I have days where I do feel a little weird just for the simple fact that we were kind of thrown into this new normal without being eased into it but I've been finding a lot more peace in things that used to bother me because I've just kind of realized like all I can do is what I can do so um that's one of the personal lessons I've learned um also because I've had more time I've kind of just been a little more observant of people like people around me or people that um I know (laughs) in what's the word I'm looking for they might not be that close to me but I know them and um I've just seen like a lot of people really social media is quite addictive and I mean we knew this but I've been seeing it in ways that are really concerning to me like some of the stuff that I see people post I'm just kind of like damn I'm, it's getting to the point where I'm like, maybe I need to start praying for them instead of judging them. Like, maybe I need to start praying for them because they're going through something. Like, there's just certain things that I see people posting. Like, you don't have to tell us about, <laughs> you Nothing know, I'm like what? I'm not even gonna get into it because, like, our get into our it, group, please. Our group messages, it's just it's too much. It's overwhelming. Just, just give the people an example. But like, what was it we saw the other day? Um, okay, so. This this one couple, C actually has sent it to me like two days ago. This one couple was like, and I was looking for the punchline. Like I thought there was a point. He literally just was like playing sad music and had like him and his wife or girlfriend's photos, like, you know, like a collage with music. And he was just like, yeah, um, it's been hard for us to have kids. Oh. Yeah, it's an... She, you know, uh, she had a miscarriage. Yeah, we were trying to set this business, business up, up, but blah blah blah. Man, quarantine quarantine happened. happened, so yeah, sales so dropped, now, and that was and it. that was it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not. I was like, oh, so did she get pregnant? Like, I'm not understanding. I thought it was supposed to, yeah, be like an inspirational thing, but like, I guess maybe it could be the Nigerian in me. Certain stuff, I'm just not sharing with people. Like, yeah, if I like, I just is weird to me. Like that you shared all those struggles with us, and it it didn't even have lo- no like happy no ending or like ending. it was just like yeah, this is what I'm dealing with, and it's like okay. And people are eating it up in the comments, like oh, praying for you guys. I'm like praying for, for what? what? Like what is it that they need? Like I'm confused. yeah, you walking half a baby, right? So one have one, two like. Sales drop, yeah, we're in a pandemic. Mind you're you, not the only one. Like I'm so confused. Mind you, they're doing like it's not like they're they're, they're broke. They're yeah, doing they're well. doing they're really well. well. They're very wealthy. They're it's just a popular um, skincare line. Yeah. The, what is it called? The Farsali, Far something, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like what? But well, I can't even say it's a Nigerian in me because Nigerians be oversharing now as well like, today they, like, these cra- days, like crazy. 
So, yeah, actually, these days, Nigerians are oversharing a lot on social media. Like, I know a lot about people that I don't know, and that's not how it should be. Um, I just find, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just find it really weird, like, when people buy a new car and then they post it, like, and they try to attach some kind of struggle story to it to make it look like, oh, my God, I was struggling mm-hmm. so bad, and I was able to, like, why do we, it's one thing to say, oh, I got a new car, like, cool, but, like, you have to show that it's a Range Rover or a Merced, like, you have, like, why do you need Well, the to? bragging thing is just a Nigerian thing, period. Yeah, that's, that's just, that's, that's just, in, in, yeah, that's just That's just embedded. how, yeah. I don't see that ending anytime soon, but people do that, do that as well with graduation stories, and I'm like, damn, did y'all, what is did it y'all called? Dang, um, my mama was on crack, uh, I was born with a glass leg. The Sad Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Sad Olympics, it's like, dang, can my you My teacher just, told me I was never, never gonna, gonna be, be shit. I'm like, y'all had the, y'all, y'all all had the same Teacher, teacher. Huh? the same one. I'm just like my teacher has never said anything like that to me ever in my life. Like it's like y'all are trying to stru- like y'all are trying to compete who had the, the saddest Olympics. story. Yeah, like why can't you just? Ne- I'm proud of myself for graduating. Like what is the problem? yeah? I've, or you know what? It, it wasn't easy to get here because people like but I'm here people now. feel like they can't associate they can't have success without struggle. Like they like they have to associate it with that, and it's like that's not true. Sometimes you can be successful and not have struggle. You, you and not that's, have had and that's like, fine. Like. You don't have to struggle to get where you want to go in life all the time. I think it just boils down to the need for validation. That's fact. And I think that everybody, us included, has definitely sought validation from various sources. But I think there does come a point where it's it becomes an unhealthy level of like validation or attention that you're Mm -hmm. seeking to where, I I mean, I'm telling you, like you can always, if if you aren't. I'm not going to say you can always, maybe people can't, but I can always tell when somebody's making a tweet up, like certain stuff. It's just like, girl, you know, that did not happen. Or <laughs> I literally just saw a tweet two days ago and it was like, um, my friend told me I can't be in her wedding because yes. I'm too dark, I'm too dark and, and they're wearing and the bride yellow. makers they're yellow. First of all, that's that tweet sounds like a fucking it lie. It sounds made up. And then number two, everybody knows black women look the best in yellow. They've been saying that for years. And number three, I, I mean, I know people have horrible friends. But like, who's really just coming out and saying Especially that to somebody? Especially in this, like, this social climate like, when we've, like, made it a point that, you know. And, and you're na- now you're saying, oh, now my confidence shot. So you came to Twitter to tell us, what are we supposed to do for you? Tell you, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you you don't need them. Is, yeah, is that what yeah. you're looking that's for? That's what people were doing in the comments. Like, and exactly while I'm on it, for. I have to address the pick-me's. I'm t- that's what I, I oh my god during this quarantine women have been embarrassing me like crazy a man can literally get on twitter and be like man um girls who bathe too much begin on my damn nerves and girls will be in the comments like that's why i hate bathing like <laughs> i was just telling my home girl i don't bathe every day like the fuck like I, i'm sick of bathing like man i only bathe once the a fuck? week i'm like what in the world this is a real tweet i'm not making this up this this guy was like it was a, a girl it was a video of a girl's like uh titties in some guy's face, which I don't oh, know yeah. why we saw the, the, the video, <laughs> why they posted it, but you know how people on Twitter are. And so people were saying her titties were shaped like yams. So this guy under the tweet was like, Those are the best uh shaped ones because when she's on top, like you don't have to worry about straining your neck to catch the nipple. I promise y'all, this girl was like, man, my titties go all the way down to my knees, so that's never been an issue. <laughs> so now we're, 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 we're really Before wanting, y'all were just talking about her, breast, now, now a man yeah. says it, now you want it. That's or, why. Or it was the girl, the guy who was saying that he doesn't like um, hair on vaginas, 
And she was like, yeah, I know. That's why my vagina is uh, looks, looks like, like a, newborn. a newborn. Everybody's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, it's just like, um, the last example yesterday, they were saying, oh, y- y'all niggas really be uh, decorating y'all's apartments. Like, that's crazy. It's a lease. It's going to end. Some stupid ass bitch in the comments is like, I know that's why I don't ever decorate my apartment. I'm trying to wait till I get a house of my own. So do you sleep on an air mattress? Yeah. You do actually. I don't even know why I'm asking that kind of yeah. question. <laughs> like, how can you be a pick me for decorating your own place? Like, what is this? I have seen people be pick me's for everything. The strangest things nowadays. I think quarantine has just exaggerated things for people because definitely because everyone's home. There's nothing to do. Like they're just on Twitter all day or Instagram all day. Giving us their stupid ass hot takes. Yeah, that's all they're gonna do. And it's like I feel my my thing is during quarantine as well too, the shout out to the to the girls who have been posting makeup and outfits every yeah. single day like the fact that y'all are getting up to do that it blows my mind because i would never like i get have up not to do it and go nowhere <laughs> this no, whole time y'all are no and y'all have been killing the makeup looks like i've been seeing some really good makeup but y'all looks. got nowhere to go um really good hair tutorials i mean i don't watch hair tutorials like that but i i see the finished product so i mean shout out to y'all because i don't have the energy but um, I, I don't i've probably worn makeup twice during quarantine to be honest maybe yeah twice Twice. i just don't i'm not going anywhere so i don't really feel the need to waste my product but i guess if you have a youtube channel you still have have to to keep up so yeah shout out to y'all the content creators who yeah i still have to do that and while we're on the subject of makeup really quickly i want to shout out um an instagram it's called artistry of ambriance um she does makeup so definitely hit her up if you need um makeup done for i mean y'all are still going out anyway so y'all might as well get your makeup done um the last question though for quarantine lessons uh segment is how have you coped with your new normal or our new normal now um for me i've just been creating stuff like making shit like honestly um i've made deep conditioners I've made we know food. We know. I've gone vegan and went back to being non-vegan and probably going to go back to be vegan a little bit. Like, I've just been all over the place, but I think it's because I feel the need to create. I think at my core, uh, I hate to say this, but I am a creative as far as, like, wanting to make things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been doing that a lot. So, um, yeah, I think that's how I've been coping It's just kind of, like, lear- like lear- learning new things, but not because Twitter tells me that if I come out of this without a new skill, I'm going to be a bum. Just You're But, like, learning things. It gets to a point where you literally just yeah. stop caring what Twitter says. Because it's like they change the rules every few weeks anyway. Facts. And I think that, uh, I mean, you know, I've been seeing the benefits from actually investing into myself, having time for self-care and all that. Um, One thing I haven't done is, like, my nails and my toes. And, like, yeah, that's just... Yeah. Mm. Same actually. Um I did do my toes, but um I would say I have coped with quarantine um or our new normal. Um initially, like I said earlier, it was a bit hard for me to adjust. I was just kind of sleeping a lot, like three naps, four naps a day, and then I literally got tired of sleeping. I was drinking a lot of wine um literally got tired of drinking so um lately I've been doing a lot more yoga I've gotten back into exercise um and the yoga has kind of helped me like I try to do it in the morning or at least in the middle of the day some uh especially last couple weeks I've actually had work 
to do. Can you imagine these people making me work for the job <laughs> I signed up for? But um, so I try to like do it during my lunch break just to kind of rejuvenate myself. And that's kind of been making me feel a bit more productive. Um, I've also been really tasking myself to learn a couple of new skills that I had been wanting to learn anyways, but just couldn't because I didn't have time. So I've, I've been really trying to like pace myself like, okay, let me try to do at least 30 minutes of this um, today and then I'll do it again tomorrow, you know, just not to overwhelm myself. That's pretty much how I've been coping. See? Um, I started going to therapy every other week now, so I go more frequently. Oh. That's how I'm coping. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know, because we had a conversation like last week about how, like, this stuff is depressing, if it we're being honest. Very, like, yeah. it, it really takes a toll on you, and, like, I think it's, yeah, because I think I was dealing with maybe, like, situation, well, my therapist said situational depression, just because the uh, recent events in my life, so, yeah, I've been going to therapy more often. It's really helped, like, all her exercises that she gives me helps, and, um, Cliche, I know it sounds cliche, but um, my family and friends have really helped, like, talking to them. Because you, when you're stuck in the house, you just realize how important people are to you. So I have, like, a lot of time to talk to them and check in on them as well and them check in on me. So that's how I've been coping. It, it's, it's going well now. At first it was very rough, but it's getting yeah. better for sure. So I'm hopeful. I definitely want to take a moment to um – we we want to offer our peace to anybody that has lost any loved ones due to the pandemic or just anything in general recently. Um, it's been a lot of like darkness and, you know, we're all in it together. We're all just trying to push through to the next day. Um, and for anybody who is dealing with um, the stress of feeling like you were just about to get your life together and then the pandemic came and like, washed away your plans, whether it's, you know, you were trying to get into a certain school or get a certain job. I personally can relate. I felt like I just graduated and I was like, okay, things are about to get, um, fall in place. And then like this kind of has made it a bit harder. But like I said earlier, try your best to focus on what you can control. Mm -hmm. It can still happen. I've been seeing people still getting into schools that they wanted to still getting jobs that they wanted. It happens in the most, um, unexpected way sometimes. So you just have to continue to work on yourself and try to keep at least a piece of hope yeah and to those who have lost their jobs and things like that too like you know just know that we are as well you know praying for you guys and you know hoping that we're all going to come out from this pandemic a lot stronger than we went into it so yep all right guys so that's the end of the quarantine lesson segment this next segment it's called society on the brain so we're pretty much just going to touch a little bit on how um, society has impacted us in various ways uh, the first question is, how has society positively and or negatively affected your perspective on life? Does anyone want to go first? I'll go then. <laughs> um, okay, so for me, positively, um, I think that, like, the fact that I grew up in, I, I wouldn't say, like, I've only been surrounded by Nigerians. I've definitely had... Um, various types of friends, but most of my friends have been like um, people of color. And I've happened to befriend a lot of like first generation people even that are not Nigerian. Um, Some have been like Indian, um, Pakistanian, all kind of stuff. And they do, there's a kind of a running theme where it's like you're forced to like work hard or education is like a big deal. 
Um, and I think that is actually a positive impact for me because I don't like I, I, I learned from an early age that nothing comes easily. Like, I mean, some things do fall into your lap, but like you're not owed anything. You have to work for it. Um, and I think that's probably something like many black people learn early in general. So I think that's a positive impact for me. Um, a negative one would probably be me putting pressure on myself to meet certain goals by a certain time because that's what society said I needed to do, especially, like, as a woman. Like, I, you know, I felt like, oh, okay, by this age I have to be in a relationship. By this age I should be married. Uh, by this age I should start having kids, um, whatever have you. But I've kind of realized, like, you don't really have much control over that. Like, you don't have that much control over when you're going to get into a relationship or when you're going to be able to get married or start a family, if that is something that you choose to do. Um, so it's kind of been forcing me over the last year or two to discern between is this a goal that I want to accomplish for myself because it fulfills me or is this a goal I want to accomplish so that I can feel validated by other people. Um, and I think me having that outlook even though in, in initially it was a negative impact on me because I put pressure on myself, it turned out to be positive because it's kind of helping me to reevaluate some of my goals. So I think that's... <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say, like, the per you know, like, cause goes back to social media, you see, like, people who are your age, they post, like, the nice cars, the nice bags. But people who are even younger than you, you're like, man, what am I doing, like, wrong? Because right. mm -hmm. I haven't achieved that. But then I have to remind myself that, like, Instagram is a highlight reel of the mm -hmm. best things here in life. They're, people are not going to post, well, sometimes, because now they are posting the negative things. <laughs> but most people are not going to post a lot of the struggles that they're going through. So you're only going to see the good things. So I had to really learn to stop comparing myself to people my age. And just being grateful for what I do have and just knowing that I have accomplished a lot um, in my short 26 years of life. Like, I'm really doing, I'm doing a damn thing. So I just have to keep pushing myself and just, you know, go at my own pace because what's meant for me won't pass me by. So... Right. I think we're I think we're all doing great for where we are in life. You know, they say comparison is a thief of joy. So I think that, you know, having to see every day people post things and people are doing things that you feel like, damn, like I haven't done this yet. It definitely does take a toll on your mental health. So I think that is a way that society has negatively uh, impacted or affected my life or our lives in, uh, as a whole. But I think a positive way that society has, has affected me um, I've definitely, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I think that with the common struggles that people of color have been going through, um, I mean, when I say people of color, honestly, I only mean black people. Um, that's because, like, with, you know, like, police brutality and all that, I feel like it's definitely brought us a lot closer, um, and it's kind of bridged a lot of gaps between different black races or like black different types of black people yeah, yeah i think it's bridged that gap a lot so um i think that's one positive thing just kind of having the whole um the whole wave of like loving who you are loving the skin you're in um you know loving your hair loving this and that about yourself like i think that's really good because if we look on so, uh 
social media we see a lot of celebrities changing how they look and bleaching their skin and getting their nose done and getting this and that and it's like damn like it, it can really make you feel like do I not look how society wants me to look mm-hmm. so I think that's really a big thing it's like kind of banding together and learning to accept ourselves for the beautiful black people that we actually are I think that's the best part about it I think that's a really good point I really love how um there's this like wave of positivity with black features that were previously you know talked down upon or looked down on and I actually want to say specifically for women um, I know we feel like a pressure with our bodies a lot like because literally so many people that are like on the uh, pedestal that we see they get their bodies done and you kind of um, it goes back again to what I said you have to discern whether or not you want something for yourself so if you want like a little nip tuck or something like that there's no issue with that but if you are finding yourself like wanting to like basically reconstruct your whole body sit down with yourself and figure out like okay why am I wanting to do this is this because I want validation or is this really what I want to do because at the end of the day that's not going to make you happy so I think it's um the society can definitely affect us in those ways, but you just have to kind of sit down and, you know, really become in tune with yourself, which leads us to our, our next question, which um, is, are you able to discern between whether or not you're accomplishing a goal for yourself or for society's validation? A, did you have anything you wanted to? Um, I think I it know. takes a lot of reflection to get to that point where you can discern whether you're doing it for yourself or for society's approval. Because I definitely think that I've I've done certain things or I want to do certain things. Um, like B was saying, especially like when it comes to your image, wanting to change things about yourself. I know a lot of people who um, want to get surgery and want to get lipo. Hell, I, you know, sh- I wouldn't mind a little nip tuck myself. But it's like, am I wanting to do that because I see it all the time on my screen? Or am I wanting to do it because I want to do it? And it's like, that's kind of hard to... Um, that's that's a hard um, thing to kind of decide because my thing is if it wasn't available to us in the first place would we want it? That's so a good it's point. like yeah I can say that I want it for myself but I only want it because it's a possibility you know so I think that um, that's that's a lot of of women and men nowadays kind of just doing things because they see that it's possible not because it's actually a true de- you know desire that they have for themselves. See, so you have anything to add? Um, yeah, I I feel like I pretty much said what I needed to, um, on this. I think like a said, it does take a lot of self-reflection to get to a point where you're able to say like, okay, am I doing this for myself or because I feel like this is what people want me to do? Um, our next question, what are some behaviors or perspectives that you've had to unlearn in the past few years? See, you want, want to go ahead? (coughs) You know, some people describe me as a... (laughs) Maybe an aggressive person. <laughs> Including I mean, yourself. Exactly. You, you described yourself this way. <laughs> or a little hostile, you know? Um, I don't necessarily think it's always a bad thing because sometimes I feel like you have to put your foot down with people. But I am learning to kind of like ease up a little bit and not go in on 10 all the time. Because, yeah, no, before, I don't care who it is, where we're at, like, I'm ready to go. I need to confront somebody. I need to get what is on my mind my mind out. But I'm realizing as I'm getting older, I can't always do that. Um, there's two reasons I can't always do that. Um, I am older now. I'm a professional. I can go to jail now. 
<laughs> that's one thing. Um, and I'm black, so I can really go to jail. And I am a woman, and I I get kind of tired of hearing that angry black woman stereotype. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes I have to watch myself. Like, is my anger or my aggression is it is it validated? Like, is it necessary right now? So that is one thing that I've really had to kind of just like really like reflect on and kind of just you know figure out work around. Uh, a, you have anything? Um, I think one thing that I've had to unlearn, I would say that like, um, I probably would say that like love has to come a struggle because I feel like a lot of the black or African American movies that I've watched in the past, like love was always associated with some type of struggle. And I feel like that kind of was embedded into my mind. So when I would go into relationships or go into like different dating situations, I would like pick a fighter, like find things to like argue about. And it's like, Oh, you were one of them bitches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm no bored. Fact, I'm going to start a no fight. Fact, like, no, it really was me. Um, but I've definitely had to unlearn that because it's just not a healthy thing to do. Like it's not a good, it's not a fun way to live your life. Like things are better when there's no struggle. And I mean, that's just what I've had to unlearn. Um, yeah. And you deserve to be loved without Absolutely. somebody without, putting you through exactly. hell and back. Without somebody making a post saying, uh, what do they mean? The ups and downs. The ups and downs. Because really it was them cheating on you the, like Yeah, the downs are always cheating. And I mean, <laughs> the cheating is not knows. a normal in relationships, guys. Exactly. I'd actually like to add on what A said about having it embedded in her, her brain because of like uh, she was seeing it in black movies and stuff. It's not even just that, like, you just see that in real life, like all over Facebook, you see like, um, all the whole thing glamorized about like, you know, the woman being the ride or die and staying by her man while he treated her like a dog for years. And then he finally, after he's gotten all his system, he finally realized the queen he had in front of him and they've been through these ups and downs and it's just one down. You keep cheating. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> or you had a baby on her outside of the uh the relationship or he held he you held him down as a girlfriend for 15 years and then he finally decided to propose and i would like to add women that does not make you strong that makes you stupid because you put a man through all of that they will leave you so if you even hu- please uh, respect hug another man <laughs> these men are out here getting jealous oh well who's that guy why are you hugging him like so that i'm sorry it doesn't make you strong because you stayed around while somebody dogged you out and treated you like shit so please love yourself respect yourself and this is not coming as like an attack because we've all done stupid stuff for for quote-unquote love but you know it's just a wake-up call like please know that you do not have to be a ride or die to somebody who makes you who every three to five business days they're putting you through a struggle like it's better to be single and find happiness from yourself than to hold on to a man and be miserable or be struggling all the time. Like that's with friendships too. Friendships as well. Friendships as well. <laughs> um, because people start to feel like you need them. And at the end of the day, you're choosing a partner or a friend because you want them in your life, but you don't actually need that person. So if they are putting you through stuff that you don't need to be going through, you have to be able to love yourself enough and say, yeah, I'm going to leave. So, um, the next question for the segment, um, what is one thing society made you feel ashamed of that you're no longer ashamed of? Um, for me, this is C, um, being a Nigerian woman, you know, 
Well, really, in a Nigerian household, you know, you're not supposed to tattoos, piercings, stay away from. Um, as I've gotten older, I've realized I'm really into them. Um, I have a lot of tattoos. I have a lot of big ones. Um, as I've gotten older, I kind of just don't care anymore about like what people have to say about it. Like it's my body. They make me happy. It's not affecting my livelihood. I'm still able to work. Um, I've had people tell me, um, I have a sleeve. I have had people tell me it's going to be hard to find a man to take you seriously. I just think those are like outdated um, thoughts because if somebody likes you, they're going to like you. It doesn't change my character. So that's one thing. Because at first, when I first got my tattoos, like some of them, I was like ashamed. I was hiding them. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's not super deep, but that's one thing that I have like. Um, I guess I would say just like physical features. When I was younger, I used to get made fun of because my lips were too big. They used to call me DSL. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, of like I don't know, being um, I don't know, just like body shape, like body type, things mm-hmm. like that. I think those are things that I was made to be feel ashamed of when I was younger. Um, even especially as especially by Africans. Like, I would go to church, and they'll be calling me fat left and right. Like, oh, you're so big. Uh, what? Are, like, it's just like. Mind you, they be big. Them, big they, ass aunties, big as hell. Lunch like, lady arms, childbearing hips. No, but like, so, I mean, I, I, I was definitely ashamed or, you know, a, like of my whole physical appearance. But now, I mean, I'm a bad bitch. Like, you can't kill me, so. Period. I'm a bad bitch, you can't kill me. <laughs> um... Man, I've been thinking about this question the whole time you guys were talking as well, and I don't know that I have a solid answer. The only thing I can really think of is um, I wouldn't necessarily say I was ashamed, but, like, one thing that um, I guess I kind of struggle with in the past is, like, people – for some reason, people always, like, are either super intrigued with me or super, like, turned off, and I would kind of feel like – bad that like okay maybe I need to be more presentable or I need to be more um of a people person yeah like I'm just not a people person that is just not who I am I'm a shy person it doesn't mean that I'm sitting in the corner like if I'm comfortable you know we can talk have a good time but initially I'm just not that like much of a people person I used to kind of hate it or be like okay I have to try to you know, step out of my shell, especially since, like, my mom is not really, like, a shy person, but I just kind of got to the point where I just stopped caring, like, if you think I'm mean, then you think I'm mean, anyone who thinks I'm mean doesn't know me, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at with it, so I just kind of, like, I mean, it is what it is, you take, what you see is what you get, or, well, what you see is not what you get, because clearly (laughs) what some people see is, like, bitch, but, um, if they don't want (laughs) to take the time to get to know you, that's their loss, that's their, yeah, I'm just, like, I just have stopped caring, and I think it's just one of those things where, like, you go through a certain amount of things in life that you just don't have the energy to care about certain things anymore, so, um, I think one more thing I would say that I, it's still present that, like, you know, society's made you feel ashamed about is, like, not having, not wanting to be an entrepreneur, like not wanting to like have your own this and that and like, you know, have all these streams of income. Like, yes, I I want that for my life, but I think now people are putting so much pressure on it and it's like, it kind of makes me feel like, you know, like we said earlier, like, am I doing something wrong? I think now I'm kind of just coming to terms with like knowing that I I am on the path that I'm supposed to be on and I I don't have to follow anybody else's. So I think that's one thing that I think, um, society has put a pressure on 
especially like for our, our generation for us now so yeah I actually read a Bible plan a couple weeks ago and it said something along the lines of like when you're going through a moment of like a season of wilderness you need to take that time to um allow God to do what it is he has to do basically like you're you're going through growing pains and he has a, a, a destiny for you and you trying to solve it your way is just going to prolong the process so like everyone is not meant to have a, a, a fashion line or to start a, a restaurant like everyone's not meant to be an entrepreneur quote unquote and you just trying to mimic someone else's formula when that's not even something that was really in your heart you're just like delaying what was made for you so think that's something for y'all to think that's about good. if you're that's good. going through that so the last segment we have for you guys it's that's so abc that's so abc it's the future i can okay. see all right um, <laughs> okay. Please. Um, so first question is where do you guys see yourself five years from now or where do you hope to be how old am i be in five years um i will be 31 in five <gasps> years wow oh we, my we've god we've been uh, we getting a little up there um honestly i i like to try to take things oh kind of day by day i don't like to put too much pressure on myself mm-hmm. But um, I've always said by 30, I would like to be making six figures, Um, whether I mean, whether it is for my nine to five or a side hustle, I I really would like to be making six figures. Um, I've always I mean, not because society has told me I would love to be married, but I mean, I I, I don't know what I don't know what's in store for me, but that'd be great. yeah, I would like to have at least have met my partner by then. <laughs> be making some good money. I would love to travel a lot more. You know, Rona Miss Rona has put that on hold this year, but you know, I feel like a lot of great things can happen for me in five years. I don't know what God has in store for me, but I'm here and along for the ride. Um, yeah, for me, five years from now, um, like C kinda touched on I think I've just gotten to the point where, like, it's not so much, I'm a planner, I plan to the T, oh my God, but I've realized that that's kind of like a benefit, but sometimes like a curse, because then something doesn't go as planned, and I start, I'm like, ready to like, off myself, but um, I think I'm just taking things season by season now, so five years from now, ideally, I would love to be in a place where I'm pretty established in my career, quote unquote, the like the nine to five aspect. But to be really honest, I do not enjoy the corporate world. Like I don't enjoy doing a nine to five. I'm never going to enjoy it. I don't like sitting at a desk. Like I have very short attention span. So ideally five years from now, I would love to be making my main uh, source of income from something that truly fulfills me, things that I'm actually passionate about. Um, I too would like to be making six figures five years from now, but I've kind of also just like, like when I pray about that, I pray more so that I want to be financially comfortable because the economy is like always changing. So like 10 years, 20 years ago, you making 70 K that's really good money. But these days it's like 70 K when you factor in school loans and like just inflation in general, it's like you can still just be kind of struggling making 70 K. So my goal is to whatever, wherever the economy's at, I'm like, I'm thriving, you know, that's where I want to be. Um, I also would like to have hopefully met 
my soulmate by then I by by then I would like to be married but like I said um earlier in the show you don't really have that much control over it so I've I'm kind of learning to not be too um wrapped up in that so I think that's pretty much and in five years I still hope that uh me C and A are friends because you know sometimes you outgrow your friends and it's kind of like a weird thing but hopefully we're still able to you know, stick with each other. See, what about, I mean, A, what about you? Um, everything that you guys have said, honestly, I, in five years, I would like to be, um, at least engaged. Actually, no, I would like to be married in five <laughs> years. Um, I would like to also be like, you know, very financially stable. Uh, like they said, at least six figures. And like B said, I really would want that income to be from something that I am passionate about and I want to do I do want to transition out of the corporate world I don't want to be here for more than five more years honestly so I really hope that that is the case in five years um in five years I also would like to really be involved in like a church um and by that I mean like I like I want to be able to teach certain things in church and like actually be a pivotal part or a important part of somebody of Christ um and yeah so um, my last question for you guys is how do you plan on passing on Nigerian culture to your kids if you plan to have kids? Um, I'm going to marry a Nigerian man. That's just what I'm going to do. So I think that we were both going to instill certain values that we have into our kids. Um, I definitely want my kids to learn their native language, even though I don't really know it. I definitely want them to know it and learn it because I think that will take a take you know, carry them to, to like their kids and their grandkids and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want my kids to go back to Nigeria to visit and see what it's like and, you know, where they're t- basically from. So I think that's one way that I will learn. Of course, like food and culture, parties, um, fashion, all that stuff. See? Um, no matter who I marry, I mean, preferably I would like to marry Nigerian. It's just easier. But if I didn't, I'm okay with that as well. But, yeah, my parents, I don't really know my native language, but I would force my parents to teach my kids. Like, my ca- my kids must learn Igbo by fire or force. Like, right. I really want them to know. I wish I, wish I would have learned when I was younger. So I really want them to learn the language. And, then yeah, of course, I mean, I'm their mom. Whether their dad is Nigerian or not, I'm their mom, and I'm full-blooded Nigerian. So they'll just naturally. Learn. It's just natural. Gonna They're going to learn from me, their grandparents, um, their aunts. Their, yeah, their aunts, their uncles. I mean, they'll learn. Okay. Um, all right, guys. So we want to uh, close things out by shouting out one business. <laughs> all right. This is C, and I want to shout out Easy Slays. Um, she is a Houston-based makeup artist, and she will beat your face to the gods. Just follow her on Instagram at E-Z-E-S-L-A-Y-S. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Just Podcast.